Hello everyone, how are you? How exciting to be together on Mother's Day 2021. Yay! We love our mums. I love my mum. And we're going to learn today about how the the greatest son in the world, Jesus, uh, loved his mum so much. It's going to be really exciting. We're going to go to the Bible. We're going to have a look. But my mum, I want to talk to you about my mum just for a few minutes, okay? Because I think we need to really honour our mums. And all around the world, people have got different uh, attitudes toward their mothers, but the Bible is really clear that we need to love our mums. I love my mum because she was an absolute overcomer in difficult circumstances. When I was eight years old, my dad left the family and my mum had to go to work full time. And way back then in Australia in the 1960s, all those years ago, uh, that the women's salary was quite low. It was a pay gap. And my mum had to work such long hours as a as a real estate salesperson and uh, had to learn sales. And uh, she wasn't around our family very much because she worked so so hard to to put food on our table and to to take care of us. And I I just saw my mum go through all those stages. And she always loved and she always forgave. And she was a person of faith. And that faith has got stronger in her later years. And um, now she's 94 years old. And and she said to me. Just last year, she said, Rod, I'm not afraid to die because when I die, I'll just close my eyes and I'll wake up and I'll be in heaven with Jesus. I think it's amazing that, uh, you know, my mum's an amazing person, but I also got to love my mum because the Bible tells me so. And when I was a very young Christian, I, I read this verse, Ephesians 6, verse 2 and 3. It says, Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So as a young Christian, I read, not only should we love our mums, but there's actually a promise to love our mums and our dads and forgive them and love them. And no matter what circumstance you're in with your mum, I would really encourage you to reach out and touch her. And if she's passed away, maybe just give God thanks for your mother and having a great heart in all of this. So I want to talk about Mary, Jesus' mum, probably the best mum we read about in the whole Bible. And of course, Jesus was the best son because he is the son of God, right? And and he he was raised and he, he was a perfect child, I guess. Uh, the Bible says without sin. I don't know what that means for a, for a kid, but being uh, raising up a, a son like that would have been very, very hard for Mary. And what we're going to read about today is when Jesus was 30 years old and he's about to start his public ministry. At 30, he is baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River, and he comes back to Galilee, his home area, very country, very, very warm Jewish families. And we're going to cut into the the first miracle that Jesus does, and the only miracle that involves his mother. Um, And we're going to see here how Jesus loves his mom, how Jesus respects his mom, how there's actually a dynamic involvement. It's a real relationship. And we're going to finally realize how much God loves our families and loves us and loves our mothers. So come on an adventure with me. We're going to use some, some parts from the, 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 the Chosen, which is a brand new um, TV series about Jesus. And it's, it's really, really nice. And, and so we're going, to go, we're going to cut in. And I'm just going to read John 2, verse 1 to 2. And we're going to cut straight into The Chosen. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Let's have a look. I know that look. 
I'm sorry. Yes, Simon. I was thinking, mm. if this wedding is worth a journey for you, who has so much to do, mm. perhaps it is also worth a journey for many wealthy Jews. You believe important and powerful Hebrews will be there? Possibly. I'm very keen, son. The most important and powerful person I know will be there. Yeah? My mother. Isn't your mother from Nazareth? You should announce us after the guests, right? right? There'll be no Romans. Seems like the perfect place to gather more followers, get this whole thing moving. It's not my special day, Simon. It's the special day of the couple, Asher and Sarah. They are blessed to have you at their wedding. Do they know what a remarkable thing it is? Well, considering that I was the clumsy teenager who cracked my head open at Asher's when he was a child, I don't think he finds me remarkable. Did you think much of your childhood friends? No, he didn't have any. That's not true. <laughs> I stand corrected, he had me. Compulsory service. I don't remember kids exactly lining up around the block. Mary, to... did you think that having brothers would be like this? I always wanted brothers as a little girl. Soon you'll have 12. Then tell me how you like it. 12? You'll see. Ah, we're getting close now. Cana is just over the next rise. Well, we had a wedding. It just wasn't like everyone else's. Why not? You know why. I would have gone. I know. If Joseph were here, he would be so proud of you and Rafi. So happy for you. You don't think I'm overdoing it? I would have said so. It's just that Hila's canopy for their son's feast had exquisite and extravagant... It doesn't even matter. Sarah and Asha will love it. Have you heard from your special guest? He's coming. He may bring several others. Is that okay? Jesus can bring everybody he wants. I haven't seen him in ages. How is he? He's good. He's... He's always good. I'm ecstatic for you. <laughs> Imagine he's a fine craftsman. Well, he's not working. He has a calling. I seldom know where it will take him. He's bringing students. Mm -hmm. I bet he's handsome. Mm. Bet he is. <laughs> knock, knock. Can we come in? Hi, <laughs> Ima. Oh, how are you? Oh, I missed you. I have missed you. Look at you. It's been a while. Have you been eating? I have been eating. These people have been helping me to eat. So Hi. Hi. How are you? Are you students? I'm James. Wow, that's amazing. A wedding in a little town and just some fun facts about this city or this town called Kana. Just, just, just a few things here. Number one, it, this was Jesus' first miracle and it showed what sort of Jesus he is. He's a, a Jesus of family, new wine, wedding, joy, and the power and the love of God over families. And this, this city or town, Kana, was was eight kilometers from his hometown of Nazareth. Just these little towns in the countryside, probably only 500 people in each of these little towns. And, and um, they come to this, obviously a relative or a close friend of the family because um, his family was there. Jesus' family was there. Mother Mary was probably the wedding planner. As the older lady in the family, the matriarch, they would have called her, or the, the, the elder woman, she was in charge. She was the wedding plan planner. Who else was there? Well, the Bible says that by this time, Jesus had other brothers and sisters. Jesus, obviously the firstborn. Mary was a virgin when the Holy Spirit came upon her and she was found to be with 
child and the, the angel said you're going to have a, a baby boy and you're going to call him the name Jesus, which means God saves. And so Jesus then um, had other brothers and sisters by natural means. Mary married Joseph. And it, and it says in the Bible that he had uh, brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. It also says in the Bible that Jesus had sisters, but we don't get their names. Matthew and Luke both say there were also sisters in the family. So here's, here's Jesus' clan. Here's his, his whole family and the wedding family and the in-laws family. And uh, on the video, it looks like they were planning for about 40 people, but Jesus turns up with his new big disciples. These weren't little boys. These were fishermen and and uh, and and and. and I won't say rough guys or tough guys, but they were real men who had really um, hands-on jobs. These were big guys, and they were invited. I'm sure. I'm sure Mary said, "Oh, Jesus, come and and bring a bring a few of your disciples. They'll be okay." And Jesus turns up with all these very very big men, and um, it's it's quite a. Uh, a funny story, as you can see, because what happened was Jesus brings his lads with him. He's, come on, boys, we're going to a, a wedding and and uh, the food is, food's on and the wine's on. And uh, and so Jesus is walking along, as you saw there, and um, Mary was in charge and, and Jesus walks in. And those weddings lasted seven days, seven days. And the, the wine ran out and maybe the first day. And why is that it? Why is that a serious thing? Because it really meant two things to the other family. It meant either we don't honor you enough to get enough wine, which would be an absolute humiliating disaster for a, a couple to come together in marriage. It's like uh, in, in our world, it would have been pretty bad. But in the Middle East, it's like to, to not have hospitality um, for you means that we don't honor you and it would have been a terrible start. Or maybe the second thing is it would have said that we were a very poor and lacking family, which would have been equally as bad. It would have been the same dishonor. And so the whole thing of running out of wine, we need to get it in our brains was like it could have almost ended the wedding party right there. And 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 so um, we, we're going to um, come to the, the part in the story in The Chosen where they run out of wine. So it says very clearly uh, in John chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, it says, When the wine was gone, humiliating moment, Jesus' mother came to Jesus and said, They have no more wine. And Jesus says these words, and we need to understand them. He says, Woman, why do you involve me? Now, when Jesus uses the word woman, in English it's too harsh. It probably would be more like my lady or ma'am or dear lady. It's a warm term. In fact, Jesus used this term with other women in need. The, the woman caught in adultery, he says to her woman. The, the woman who was bent over for 18 years, he says woman. When Jesus is dying on the cross and looks at his mother, he says woman. So this, this Greek word, this original word means something like lady or, or dear lady. So this is not disrespectful, but it's real. It's a real moment of, 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 of difficulty where, where he looks at his mother and he, he says, oh, mom or lady, oh, this is a really difficult thing. And then Jesus says these words, why do you involve me? When we look at the chosen, it doesn't include those words, but they're very, very important words because it's an idiom, which means it's a saying. It's a, it's a Hebrew saying. It basically, it says, what's that between you and me? Or do you realize what this is going to mean between you and me? And Jesus is looking at his mother and she knows who, she knows who he is. 
She had the virgin birth, right? At the birth, it was the, the, the all the shepherds came in and said, we want to see the king that was born. And the, the wise men from the east came and said, we saw his star and we brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. Mary knew who Jesus was. He was the, the one born of the Holy Spirit. He, she knew it was going to come to this moment and, and Jesus had not yet done miracles and he knew this moment would come and you're going to see something of that in the interplay in the video. But you need to understand when Mary looks at Jesus and she says, there's no more wine, are you going to do something about it? And Jesus looks at his mom, Mary, and he says, what's this between you and me? It was a moment of real conflict or real moment of change. I don't mean conflict between them, but this is going to change everything. And this idiom basically means when Jesus said to her, what's that between you and me? I think it was a trigger between them. You see, they'd, they'd walked on this pathway together. No one else had understood the virgin birth like Mary and Jesus. No one else. And now as adults, Jesus is looking at his mother Mary and saying, is this the moment? This is it. This is My hour has not yet come. This is it. This is the moment of change. And from this moment, Jesus is going to walk out of that wedding as a miracle worker, as an unknown. We know the Messiah or Christ, but at, as a moment that all of a sudden there's going to be followers and there's going to be opponents from this wedding feast. So he says to her, what is that to you and me? Dear lady, this is going to change everything. Do you want to see the scene? Do you want to have a look? Let's have a look at this, this incredible moment that will change Mary and Jesus' life forever. In a moment. Thomas! Okay, okay. Hi. Am I going mad or has 40 been the magic number all along? The head count? Why? Are we over? They always do this. I brought food enough for more. The last count was 80. You made a mistake. Maybe by a few. Even if I'm off by five, the wine. I didn't advocate for a fourth. But three is, is still enough. Four sixty. Thomas, talk to me, my son. Ah, Andrew, you see, even my own mother will join us in the Song of Miriam. They've run out of wine. But it's only the first day. Yes, and it's all gone. Not a drop left. Why are you telling me this? We can't let the celebration end like this. And Etcher's family humiliated. Boys, uh, go join the others. I'll be right there. Mm. Mother, my time has not yet come.
If not now, when? Whatever he tells you. Wow. Doesn't doesn't that show it so beautiful? I hope you're enjoying The Chosen. It's a really great TV series that really shows the interaction. The interaction. See, Jesus loved his mom and did what did what she said. Um, he didn't have to. He's not under orders, but he wanted to be involved in a very important moment in her life and really save her reputation as, a, as an elder lady in the community. What an incredible love he has for his mom. He, he loves moms. He loves you moms and he loves our moms. And it, it really shows the heart of God for families and mothers. And, and we're going to pray for our moms at the, at the end of this. And um, so Jesus then um, says to the, 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 the people serving, okay, Put water in these stone jars. We're gonna we're gonna have a look at this whole scene. It's it's gonna come out to almost the end of the story where it says this was his first sign where he showed his glory. Let's have a look at the miracle of water turned to wine. Fill these jars with water all the way to the brim. Why? You heard him. Start drawing water. Everyone, please step outside. some out and serve it to the master of the banquet. The latter vintage, sir. Stop the music! 
You have chosen now to serve the best wine I have ever tasted. Let us thank them for this unnecessary but honorable gesture. to be in that wedding and the dancing and the singing and Jewish people know how to celebrate and Jesus was right there in that cultural moment and I just love it and I think his disciples would have gone out of there saying whoa I'm glad we didn't miss this wedding party (laughs) this was the best wedding party we've ever been to best wine best Jesus best family best of everything and friends as I bring this to a a closing moment. I I want us to to understand and get in our hearts just how much Jesus wants to bless our families. Recently, we've been singing that song, The Blessing. May God bless your children and your children's children. And this is truly the heart of God. And and I'm just so glad that I, I, I love my mom. And you know what? I had to learn to love my dad. And that verse right at the beginning says, you want a long life? You want to be blessed? Then, then, then honor your fathers and your mothers. And And so for some of you, it might be difficult Mother's Day, but I want to tell you, God wants to bless you, wants to bless your family. So I want to finish with a couple of verses about God and our family. You ready? We're going to read one from the Old Testament in Jeremiah 31, 12, and it's talking about this this joy in families. You ready? Here we go. They will come home and sing songs of joy on the heights of Jerusalem. Come on, church. Come on, people, let's let's sing the songs on, on let's let's not back away from worship. Let's not back away from singing together on, on the screen or uh, or on Spotify or on, on the YouTube or the Facebook or web. However you watch it, let's not back away. Let's sing together as a family. Let's sing and sing with joy and sing with faith. And um, they will come home and sing songs of joy. And if you're a, a family person, a mom or a dad, I really encourage you to get the kids into singing and and dancing and I love the kids version of our songs where there's actually one of our great people dancing and uh, I feel like dancing along with them and I won't do it right now I'm gonna stop but uh, come on come on let's not back away back don't back away 
No, no, God loves you and He loves us to sing. The second thing sings, says that, that they will be radiant because of the Lord's good gifts, abundant crops of grain, new wine and olive oil. Well, we may not have those Israeli food here with us, but we can be radiant and joyful because of God's good gifts. Come on, families. Let's give thanks for our families. Let's give thanks for our kids. Let's give thanks for our friends. Let's give thanks for our church. Come on. Come on. This is a great scripture that God wants to bring joy into our families. He loves us and He, he loves our, our families. And finally, it says their life will be like a watered garden and all the sorrows will be gone. Well, that doesn't mean that all of life is rosy from now on, like there's no more troubles. But it's it's saying in our hearts and in our lives, let's have a life that 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 that, that deals with sorrow, that doesn't carry sorrow like a, a heavy burden and load. No, we can let go of the the burdens and the pain and the and and what happened to us in the past. Let go with forgiveness and 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 bless the Lord at all times and 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 all that sort of thing. Come on. These are the families that God will lift and will help when we say, God, you're our help. My last scripture is this one. It's just a very simple scripture about Jesus saying in John 10, 10, the same Jesus we saw on the video that, that loves people, does miracles. He still does them. He says this. He said, the thief's, perp- the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose, says Jesus, is to give a rich and satisfying life. And Come on, you ready to pray together? I I wanna pray with you, church. I wanna pray with you wherever you're watching from. I wanna pray that you will live this life with a revelation that we need to bless and honor our mums and dads. We need to release them from anything we do and we need to give God thanks because, because they are amazing people. Even if they've done wrong things, God can touch them, bless them, change them, amen? And God can touch and bless and change us and give us this long life, satisfying life that God wants. Are you ready to pray with me? I want to pray for you and for me as we as we come to a close. Here we go. Lord, I want to thank you, Jesus, that you showed us your incredible love for families and weddings. And even when there was a painful moment there, you, you did a miracle. And I don't know how you're going to do miracles, but I pray for miracles today. Miracles of reconciliation between sons and daughters and mums and dads. I pray for a miracle, a touch of God in families where people can come together. I pray, Lord, for your blessing upon our extended families, our grandparents, our parents, our brothers, sisters, cousins, whoever, and for also our children and our children's children. I'm praying, Lord, for the blessing of the Lord on Mother's Day for our mothers, that they would feel loved and appreciated. And if they don't know you, Lord, it's a moment where you could touch them. You could touch them. Just like you're going to touch my old mom who's 94 and she knows you, Lord, but touch her again. Touch all our mums again. Touch our families again. You're in our lives. And we say, welcome, Lord, into every area of our life. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Come on, amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless your families at this Mother's Day. And I want to just come to our final prayer. Maybe you'd like to receive Jesus because that's the first step of a changed life is a changed heart where God changes us supernaturally. Just like water to wine, He changes us from, from difficult hearts to, to new hearts, from, from, from old hearts to new hearts, from a heart of, fl- a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. And that's the promise of, of being born again, of change. Would you like that? Because that's where we can start to change our lives from the inside 
out. So we're going to pray a prayer uh, just as we finish today. Uh, you ready? Here we go. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray that you would touch lives, change lives right now, right now. And if that's you, why don't you just say, yes, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in forgiveness through the cross, through the resurrection, for your power to change my heart supernaturally. I believe in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God a big praise. Well, come on, let's go love our mums. Let's get on the phones. Let's let's get on the let's get on the text. Let's let's send a gift. Let's do something and let's just show our families that we love them, church. Let's just do whatever we can on these days. Just just trigger something how I can bless other people because Jesus has so blessed me. God bless you. Have an amazing day.